Hey everyone, we are back for another exciting episode with some great guests. This one is all about the WGI Color Guard predictions for the 2023 season. We will find out what made Cindy say. I have, I don't think they're fourth place group, but but I will defer to the, the standing people that, that make these kind of rankings. And why our guest Paul said. Yeah, thankfully it's not a gulp and go or a splash and dash because we got a lot to talk about right now. We have all this and more on this week's episode of On a Water Break. Let's go, set it up. Top of the show. Form, check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Welcome to another episode of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything that you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal, just on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. This episode is a special one since we gave most of our regular hosts the week off. Well, except me, but I get to be here with some amazing people who are ready to give their 2023 predictions for WGI. Let's check in and see who's on the sidelines this week. First of all, Cindy, oh, you're live with me. <laughs> Yay. How excited are you to be here? Oh my goodness. So excited to be talking about guard, to be talking with you guys. And I just appreciate y'all letting me chat about one of my favorite subjects in the world. Oh, this is amazing. And we have brought back Cynthia. Hi. All the way from Canada. Are your arms tired from flying in? Always. It, can't, it keeps on moving. <laughs> and WGIOIO is the furthest, so I need to get ready. Oh, yes, for sure. And Paul, oh my gosh, I don't think I've got to talk to you live before. Hey, everyone. Doing good, doing good. Excited to spin and learn some of the stuff this week from all my favorite groups because they look super good this year. <laughs> Fire! Well, we are ready for the premier event for showcasing the talents and skills of the world's top indoor marching arts ensembles. As a participant or spectator, you can witness a, an incredible display of athleticism, artistry, and musicality from some of the most talented performers in the world at the WGI Championships. Teams from around the globe come together to compete in various categories, including color guard, percussion ensembles, and wins. This event showcases the culmination of months of intense training and preparation as teams vie for the prestigious top honors. The, oh, the competition is divided into preliminary, semifinal, and final rounds with the top performing teams from each round advancing to the next. During the preliminary round, each ensemble will perform their show. The judges will score them based on their technical proficiency, creativity, and overall impact. The highest scoring ensembles will advance then to semifinals, where they have another opportunity to showcase their skills and earn a spot in finals, where in the final round, those top performers are going to give their best performances yet. They aim to, to impress the judges and secure their spot as the WGI champions. The competition is fierce. Every team is giving their all, so you can expect to see some of the most exciting and awe-inspiring performances of your life. Whether you're a seasoned fan of the marching arts or a newcomer to the world of indoor performance, WGI Championship, especially this year, promises to be an unforgettable experience. So, Paul, you are probably our most recent performer. So how 
does the WGI week go for performers? Like, what's it like on that side? Um, It's pretty exciting because, you know, you've worked so hard on the show and it's taking your performance and just taking it to WGI. You finally get to see all these other groups that you haven't competed against um, in person. So seeing those scores, but seeing new friends and old friends for first timers, it's really exciting because it's the full WGI experience. And honestly, the logistical nightmare of traveling, sleeping, practicing, <laughs> usually next to other groups with music blaring at the same time. And But eventually when you make it to the performance arenas, it's super exciting. <laughs> you get that focus in and like get to like really, really get your show in your body and in your hands and like just shut everything else out. That's, that's yeah, amazing. <laughs> Well, Cynthia, you have been a director in this experience. So how does the week kind of progress for directors? I think WGI Weeks actually starts a month ago. For It's a month of WGI championship for mm, directors because the preparation yeah. to go there, The actually the hotels are booked since a full year prior. So it's just a lot of preparation that is leading up to WGI. And once you're there your focus is just the members at all times. So um, so to stay on schedule, but still be very flexible with everything that will happen, because you never know what's going to happen at championship ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> ever. So yeah, so it's just to have a well-oiled vehicle that is very flexible with everything that can happen. But yeah, it's very exciting. And being around members that are performing is very humbling and an honor every year. That energy that they have, it's just, it's just incredible. Like even, I feel like even the most, you know, out of it or jaded director can walk in and be like, ah, oh, I, I remember why I love this thing that I do. Uh -huh. It's funny that you mentioned that about hotels too. I know last year when I was, you know, I took my team for the first time last year and we ended up not being able to get a hotel. We ended up getting an Airbnb that was like maybe an hour away. Wow. So we had to drive in an hour each day that we were there in order to uh, in order to participate. But yeah, it's crazy. So book your hotels now for WGI 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, what should parents be prepared for as they are attending championships? Well, of course, I talked to a professional mom, a mom from the Woodlands World Guard, and she's been running that organization for quite some time. And I thought, who better to go to than an expert? And she just mentioned some things like remembering that this is a work trip for your kiddo. This is not, I mean, yes, mom obviously is going to enjoy herself, but remember that they are there to do a job and they have responsibilities. Um, she said offer to do things for them they may not have time to do for themselves, like picking up the, the trinkets and the souvenirs, you know, pick those things up for your child. They really may not get the time to do that sort of thing. But she said, most of all, remember to have fun and uh, that it the um, atmosphere inside that arena, she said, is just unlike anything you've ever experienced. And I, I did read yesterday from another Texas mom that 
and this is true, the gymnasiums in Texas are nothing. I know everything's bigger in Texas, but evidently not (laughs) the gymnasiums. And they had state over the weekend in College Station, and that's a big gym. And most of the Texas guards are not used to competing in these ginormous gyms. And so they need to prepare themselves for that. Maybe walk in and be awed by it, but take it all in and then get to work because it's going to be a little bit different in there, but I trust they can do it. So what would be like the biggest, scariest thing about going to WGI? Let's say we have some of our listeners who maybe have never been before and they're planning their first WGI. What would be the scariest thing you think that they would need to look out for? I really think it's, it's the fact that you look to all these guards that have been there before and you feel small and you feel like as a guard, how can I compete with these, you know, all these amazing guards. And I really feel like every guard needs to remember their training and remember that they worked for this. Remember this, this, they're good enough for this. And when they get there, just, of course, like I said, absorb the hugeness of the facility and the fact that everybody is there to cheer for not only you, but for all of the guards. But take all that in. But just remember, remember what you learned, remember what you trained for and that you deserve to be there no matter how small you feel in that great big arena. Yeah, because I think the, the funny thing is, is that when you finally get there and then you see these groups that you're like, oh, my God, I've seen their videos, you know, on YouTube all season. And then you meet them, like you get to meet the color guard in person because they're walking in the parking lot and they're like, oh, they're just like, they're just color guard people. people. (laughs) So that's, (laughs) you know, you're so scared because you're like, I've never been to WGI or like, I think you're mostly scared about not even getting there in the first place. You know, if your bus breaks down or you miss your flight or something, but once you're there (laughs) and you meet everybody, like it's just, it's color guard and it's really exciting because it's like such a wonderful environment to be in, especially when you see the arenas and you're there and performing? For me, it may be something very, very specific, and I probably, it's probably not the same for everyone, but for us, Ohio is very humid. <laughs> it's very humid, it always rains, and the equipment become slippery compared to what we usually are used to, at least here, so it's probably the same for Texas people where it's drier mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, so yeah. squeeze your equipment, harder than you've ever done because <laughs> as a staff and as a director when the members get off the field and they just the equipment slid out of their hands i would always get really really stern with them um, everyone has the same environment everyone it's going to be human for everyone it's going to be a big stadium for everyone use your thumbs grip it hard there's going to be pebbles on the tarp like because it's like that everywhere everyone has the same environment so once you don't get those outside little things into your brain, everything that Cindy and Paul said is exactly right. Oh, yes. It rains every year. I tell you, I oh, it's very frustrating. I'm like, why are we having championships in a winter state in winter? You're like flurried one year too. So yes, no, last here. year. I feel like I, I think it like flurried for a little bit. It mostly rained, but I think it flurried for a little bit last year too. It was so cold. Well, they tried to do it other places, but the year they were in Arizona, then no one was able to breathe because no one has the same, you know, it's like wow. the breath issue and then the <laughs> breathing issue. Wow. Well, what's what's the best thing about going to WGI championships? Performing in the UD arena, because when, especially when you get to world class, it's full. It's like all the way up to the top. Like it's so dark at the top of the arena um, towards the back. 
and there's people up there, but you're like, well, I need to reach all the way up there. But that's really exciting. Especially also when you go on the floor, you see people in the audience that you know, you're like, oh my God, I, I know them, but I need to like focus at the same time. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, the best is to see people that I don't see ever or that I see only once a year. And we know Color Guard and Drum Corps. We don't keep in touch with everyone that we love right. weekly. And if that's the one time that I'm touching them and seeing them and hugging them, then I'm fueled for a full year. So I think that's one of the best things. And because I've been in the activity for so long, like Paul said, as world-class performers or any performers, take the time to look in the stands because you will cross eyes with someone that marked you and changed you and moved you and taught you. And I think that for me, one of the moments that I will always remember was a member that I taught for years that was at Pride of Cincinnati. And we did have an eye contact during her performance at the middle of the show. And those are the moments that freezes that they're in your mind forever and I think that's the best as a director I would say for it to be over for the final run to be when the final run is done and the kids are done they've done what they were supposed to like the work like Cindy said that's a work job that's a work travel for them and once they've done their last performance the work is over and you can enjoy everything else all this other side of, of, of the championship so, yeah. Well, I think what's really cool, and I when they used to have WGI Denton, and it was sort of like a mini version of Worlds, and to me, the coolest thing was at the end, the pageantry, the just, I mean, all the guards had their bling. You know, each guard, mm-hmm. like the Woodlands last year, they had cowboy hats, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every guard has something unique, and I just love how they embrace that, and they just make uh, it's almost like a Miss Universe pageant. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, But I just love how everyone just embraces that. And it's just, I don't know, what, what other art form is there where it ends with uh, confetti and, and disco lights and, and just, just, I don't know, all of it. The whole atmosphere is incredible from what I can tell and what I experienced at Denton. Oh, yeah. One more thing about that, like that pre-award ceremony at WGI, it's the warm-up tent for finals. And you go in that tent and everybody, like, it's different for me on the floor. When you're waiting in the tent, everybody's in there taking photos. People are running around and they're, like, yelling at us to line up. And we're like, no, I need to see my friend oh. <laughs> in world class. Like, <laughs> that's, that was a lot of fun last year, too. All right, everybody's flags are taped. The band parents have parked the truck. So uh, let's get some chunks done and we will be right back to dive deep into our guests' predictions for WGI 2023. Hey, this is Christine Ream. And Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, 
floors and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Hey everyone, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts, here from the Marching Roundtable Podcast. i got to tell you, this week's podcast, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's called Trusting Your Gut in the Creative Process. Jessica Slaybaugh talks with Zachary Barber, and they do it in the context of creating a winter guard show. But it's all about kind of figuring out if things are going well when you're putting your show together, when to know when to pivot, maybe make some changes. I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Next week, on Monday, April 10th, Matt James is here as part of our series on three things I wish I'd known when I first started teaching. Matt James, of course, was the director of bands at Lawrence Central High School and had those wonderful shows and wonderful bands for so many years. I'm sure that you'll be interested in hearing what he has to say, advice for you as you're doing your own teaching, especially if maybe you're early in your career. And then the week after, on Monday, April 17th, well, I gotta tell you, you can't always have a great podcast. I had a hard time finding a guest, so I'm gonna be talking with this group from this new podcast called On a Water Break. You know, it may not be our best episode ever, but I think you'll enjoy hearing from uh, some of the hosts. They seem to have thousands of them, but anyway, some of the hosts are on that to talk about how they put the podcast together and the lessons they've learned as they've started the process. So make a note, April 17th, a group from On the Water Break. And enjoy the podcast we have out now. And remember, you can find over 1,100 podcasts at our website at marchingroundtable.com. Hope that you'll go and listen and learn. Welcome back from our rehearsal. Get yourself some water and uh, have a seat because we are going to talk some rankings. Now, uh, we're going to start with the A class. We'll start with Scholastic A and then we'll kind of bounce back and forth between Scholastic and Independent, working our way up through Open and then World. Um, so how do we come to these rankings, though? We got these rankings from the WGI website. How do the people that be up at WGI decide how these rankings work at this point in the season though. Do you guys know? I think they use a multiplier based on what week it is. So again, the more recent the regional uh, week number is, that'll be a lower multiplier because it's closer to WGI. Right. Mm. And um, these are not super accurate because a lot of teams don't go to every regional, um, especially later in the season, you know, they might only go to one in February and then show up in April. So they'll have a higher multiplier, but we don't know where they actually stand at this point in the season, what design changes they made. And so these scores are just a general guess as to where everybody is. Um, but one thing that does happen with these seeding scores is these do contribute to how they are placed in their rounds for prelims. So usually the people who are higher up in the seeding get a later time for a round. So it, yeah. it's not going to be the very last part. It's not going to be in that seating score order, but will be based on each specific round. You'll just be later in a round, but you could be the earliest round in the day. So it's mm -hmm. kind of, <laughs> I mean, you do want to get a higher score, but again, you don't really know what happens. Yeah. I think there's this year in particular, it's really interesting because I think in almost every category, there's in the top five a group that went to the first regional. And those are like the wildest guests because cards, not guests, the wildest cards, because 
they showed up very prepared to the first regional to have a high score that is boosted up every week, like Paul said, to be where it's at now. But they, if they only have done one regional and they were not compared to other groups that are on the ranking sheet, it's very, you have, I think, in every group this year, in every category, groups that are pretty settled in the areas, like in the top five or tens and stuff. But then there's one or two groups or three or four that are like, you don't know. And I think that's also why if you're looking for the rankings, <laughs> WGI, um, I, I don't know how you said I blocked the, you cannot go and find the rankings anymore because there are groups that are not, that did regional that are in the ranking sheets, but are not going to WGI. And then there's groups, like I said, that are complete wild cards. Um, but like Paul said, it really, for for me as a director, I've always just used it as where, in what blocks are we going to play in? And that's pretty much it. Because a 22, 22nd place can go top 10 at championship. And the other way around too. So <laughs> a fourth ranked fourth can end up not doing semis at all. So you just, Carlo always says it, you need to do your best performance at prelims and be undeniable. And, and yeah. So what, what is required in order to be allowed to go to WGI championships? Cause you can't just like not perform all season and then just show up at championships. Uh, unless you are in the three, it's 3000 miles. I think it's 3000 miles, but usually you have to not usually you have to do at least one regional that is hosted by WGI throughout the season. So it doesn't matter when, if it's the first one, last one, the middle one, um, unless you're, I think it's 3,000 miles. I don't want to be mistaken, but I think it's 3,000 miles. If you're, if you're further than 3,000 miles for, from one regional, then you are exempted. Is that the right word? Exempted, you yeah. Exempted, thank you, um, from doing a regional. So the Japan, there's no Japan anymore, but England, like Mayflowers and stuff, obviously they didn't oh, yeah. do a regional. Um, um, and I think then they have to send a video and they're ranked by a committee uh, within mm. the ranking. So they're not going to show so, up. Yeah. So that last year, sense. that's what happened to Lisa Clips. Uh, we were not able to do a regional because we had COVID uh, restrictions still then. So then we had, uh, they made the 3,000 mile rule apply to us because of COVID and anyway, when we were allowed to travel or not. So they just placed it, placed us on the ranking sheets, yeah. and that's where we landed for uh, performance. No, but yeah. So even with these scores, um, it could be anybody's game at prelims. So especially in A class, you have let's see, it could be. I think at one point it was ninety groups attending. It's a bad. 100, 120 groups. So you really have to make sure, regardless of where you are on that that wow. uh, seating score sheet or where your ranking was, like you have to go and even independent A, there's 50 groups, which is a lot. So you want to make sure that um, you just give your best prelims performance, especially who you're performing next to. When the judges create those spreads and scores um, at prelims, like you really want to make sure you set the bar high at prelims. Yeah. And the thing that is hard in A class too is that the first performers, I don't know when, I don't want to say hours, but it's around 9 a.m. and they end, the last one is around 9 p.m. And it's the same judges through the entire day. And oh, my gosh. If you know a little bit about judging, like, in your caption, you're not allowed to do um, groups that have the same score. But then you have, like, 50. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, really hard to judge a full day. So usually they're going to try to uh, settle, like, uh, the the numbers so like the first group the ninth group the 18th for them they are really going to try to 
pinpoint what shows those are going to be because it's too hard to compare one. You know what I mean? Like it's really, really, you really need to have your full on spreadsheet and ranking. And so the A class is a bloodbath. And then from the prelims to the semis, it's like, it can change completely also because it's, it's just really, really intense. I think the open class this year is a little less intense or 38, 36 groups going to championship. Um, so it's, and, and there's like 27 doing semis. So doing semis for open classes, I don't want to say easier, mm. but there's not as much that are caught in percentage of how many they're showing up. At well, let's talk about who's actually like currently ranked right now. I'm so we have, we do have the rankings, um, uh, pulled up and right now the very first, and, and like we were saying, like there's so many different groups. Some of these I've never even heard of before this season. So currently in Scholastic A, we have um, South Lake Carroll High School in first, Noblesville High School in second, Clearbrook High School in third, and then we have a tie for fourth of Dobbins, Bennett, and Mount Vernon. So, have you guys seen some of these shows? Like, what do you? How how much do you think this is going to change as we get into WGI Week this week? I I think I've only seen one. Again, I've watched so much Color Guard. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, feel like i've seen one of these groups especially since i've seen these names before um but you also if you look a little bit lower on the rankings there's some groups who only went to the week three and week four regionals so we don't know yeah again that multiplier who knows what it is (laughs) yeah this could get shaken up like crazy i'm personally excited to see some tennessee high schools in there being you know i'm from my memphis roots (laughs) and uh, yeah (laughs) So, yeah, like just kind of seeing some of this and seeing how their scores are set up. Yeah, there's a one from from Mount Juliet High School in Tennessee. They Mm -hmm. haven't performed since week two. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So it's anybody's game. They just they just got to (laughs) perform. Yeah. Yeah. Go out there and give it your best. Holy heck. Uh, I'm so excited for Dobbins Bennett, too. Dobbins Bennett, yes. Out of Tennessee. That's such a fun show, and it's just really doing well. And, and I, that one in Clearbrook out of Texas, those are those are my top two favorites currently in, in Scholastic A. Well, they're really close because the top five is literally within two points. The whole yes. top five is as far as their seeding scores go. Let's yeah, so, uh, hop to Independent A. Yeah, so in Independent A, I have seen Pacific Cares, who is currently ranked first. Yeah. Um, looking down, we have, in second, we have Purdue University, third, Collage, fourth, Less Eclipse. And then in fifth, we have that Magnolia Project. Um, and then in some other groups like Tampa Independent, Eminon, Eclipse A, who all feed into their upper level groups. So seeing that design from an A class standpoint, especially an Independent A, and seeing those groups grow is really exciting. But um, seeing Pacific Cares, like, it, it's classic color guard. They're clean. Yeah. They're gray. I saw them at WJB Manhattan Beach. One thing that is really interesting with the A-class this year, I think, is that shows are really different from one another. It's not the typical A-class recipe that we've seen for a couple of years, as, at least not in the top 15 of what I've looked around. Um, I'm really excited to see Eminon do a comeback. They've they fought through thick and thin for a couple of years in different classes, and now with uh, Chris Delamonte going in design, I think that um, pushed them in the top, and hopefully they're going to make finals. Um, 
Pacific Airs is always undeniable. They are one of the best movement trained color guard I, I we can see. If you want to see a, a group that moves <laughs> like a jazz class group dance school, that's them because that's what they are. They're a dance school, if I'm not mistaken. So they're really, really well trained. And I think my favorite show, of course, I'm going to say Lazy Clips because I love them with all my heart. They're great members, a great, really humble 10 performers go show. But the Magnolia Project, I don't know if no everyone's seen it, but it's a fairly young color guard. I think they were founded in 2018, 19, something like that. Um, and they're doing a show called Remember When. And it's to a mashup of uh, Remember Me of Coco, the Disney movie. Oh, and I love that movie. yes, and the song. <laughs> if you bring your, I mean, I cried looking at, at my phone <laughs> and um, a song from Toy Story. Ah, really, really interesting. Yeah. Really, really nice. The performers are amazing. And after it's that type of show that after looking at the show, I reached out to the director being like, hey, this may be weird, but wow. Like, <laughs> this is great. Is it is it's um it's a healing show. I don't know if it makes sense, but you look at this and you're like, oh, it helps. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I'm not a designer that does really classical, classic music type of shows. Um, but it's really, really good. And I, if I can, if I can make one prediction, I think they're going to be in the top three. I think they deserve to be in the top three, um, that program. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, I mean, overall with, um, one more thing, if you, <laughs> it's funny, Cynthia said the formula, like the, the recipe for mm. Color Guard, if you haven't seen Hamilton High School this year, this is just a one-off sort of thing. They're not going into GI, but they're doing a show called Flags in a Gym. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have their backdrops labeled as backdrops. Their it's flags great. literally say flag on it. Or they are going into GI. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. So if you don't know the formula um, for Color Guard, you could just watch that one because they yeah. have the formula out there for you just to, to know. Um, they'll be at... 50 p.m. at the Center Center, apparently. So um, <laughs> we just had their uh, their designer on our show. Uh, it'll be two weeks ago now. Once once this airs, so <laughs> okay, cool. yeah, no, yeah. So um, and it's funny, like that recipe works sort of for a class and open class. It kind of breaks down yeah. a little bit in the world mm-hmm. class. They just throw that recipe out the window, mm-hmm. and it's whatever you want it to be. So, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, Cindy, what about some of the the IA groups you've seen? It's uh, they just all run together, and I hate that. I've seen so many, and I love so many of them. But I tell you, the two that stood out to me, and I wrote them down because of that, and I can't even remember why they stand out to me. But I loved Pacific Airs when I watched Manhattan Beach last weekend, and I loved Purdue. <laughs> and that's been weeks ago that I saw Purdue. And I just remember really being moved by that show and loving it. And like I said, it's been so long now, I can't remember why, but I just really, They're doing a show <laughs> I can't wait to see Roxanne. them. They're doing a, a version of Roxanne, like a tango-ish. They're all in red. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, I it's love really that tango to Roxanne. They're Is it the one from Moulin Rouge? It, it's no, it's like a a, a remix. It's always a cover. Yeah. cover. Yeah, thank you. And yeah. you don't really like... Uh, I mean, you can recognize the song, but it really, really, it really is recognizable at the end of the program. So I think the big red skirts and the 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 movement is really different. So yeah, it's really interesting. Purdue, they're what ranked second, I think third, second somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, 
And then collage, which are like the the last ranking was in the fourth weekend, which is pretty early on the season. So they are the ones that you really don't know where they're going to stand. And the other thing that is really interesting, and I'm sorry, I'm, you know, a class, that's where I, <laughs> I study everything. But um, the other thing that is really interesting is that the last regional that happened, Magnolia Project and um, Purdue were at the same regional. And to my feeling, that regional was scored a little low. And they were they were together. I think there was a, 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 a I mean four group in general. But you, when you have two groups that are in the top five at the same regional, the rankings are you know hot, they're closer than what they are. And that's why I think Manila, Magnolia, sorry, is a little lower than what I think they deserve overall. Um, and I'm saying that I'm not a judge, and you'd never <laughs> judge overall. That's not something you do. But um, so I think that's why. And then Pacific Air were. I don't know if they were the only ones, but they were definitely the only ones in Ulta class that was like in the top five. And they got a score of like 92.5, which is completely <laughs> like, hum and that's another interesting thing. Oh my God, I'm jumping to my coffee. <laughs> that's another interesting thing. And I think everyone should know if they're your first WGI, the scores are, the scores are going to go down at prelims quite a yeah. lot. They can go yeah. almost two points down from the not your last score but from the score that is last shown on rankings so like you from the seeding score yeah yeah so you cannot expect pacific airs to have a 99 in prelims maybe they will <laughs> but technically that's not going to happen so that's the other thing that is also really interesting because you see the newer uh, staff and directors that are like oh my god i went down 1.5 points and we're like no 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 it doesn't matter it's, it's just so many of us at the same place but Let's yeah Let's jump to open class because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in there. We've got a couple of ties. Um, Palm Desert Charter Middle School is in the top 10. So we have a middle school in Scholastic open class in the top 10 for one thing. That's incredible. And yeah, they're recently A class. I mean, this is new for them to even be in open class. Right. And here they are top 10. Yeah, That's it's exciting. crazy. Um, I got to see them live at WJ Manhattan Beach. Ooh. And again, with the recipe, going back to that too, like an open class, like you need to start layering it more. You can't just use the typical recipe because the judges need to see some growth and maturity out of these students. And when you see them, when they walk on the floor and everything, they look so professional. It's yeah. kind of insane. But um, talking about some of the other groups at the top, we have Somerset Academy. They were first place in A class last year. Wow. So okay. they, yeah, they were. Last, and they're already ranked first. Um, there's Centerville in second, Mount Carmel. I saw them here uh, at the recent regional two, and they only have 10 kids, which is also pretty incredible. So to have nice. such a small group be, you know, presented in such a way where they have such great talent, especially for open class, yeah, with only 10 of them, if you, you should see it. It's a door show um, with doors. Um, <laughs> I love those. Yeah, and then we have Shenandoah and Brownsburg. And, of course, Team Florida, Oviedo, is also coming back to open class as well. Yeah, and it's interesting that the Texas groups have kind of ranked low in this top 10, I mean, in the in the top groups here, because I really feel like Westlake has the ability to do well here. And uh, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll throw a little surprise in there at the end because they're really doing well this year. Is, didn't we talk about Shenandoah uh, on a previous episode, maybe we were about the spider show. Oh yeah, they've gone. They've done every animal in the book. What have they? Done? <laughs> they've done. What have they done? They have done bats, 
frogs. They went skydiving one year. That wasn't an animal, but now they're doing spiders. I'm like, what's next? (laughs) And that spider web they have on the floor is crazy. I mean, those props, if the dads did that, props to the prop dads, because that is the (laughs) most awesome floor setup and props that I've seen in a while. (laughs) Props parents are the best. Oh my gosh. So in IO... I have to like gush about, I'm going to gush and go on here. So we're going to gush and go. Um, We have two Missouri groups in the top 10 in IO. And I'm pretty sure both of them, this is the highest I've ever seen them ranked. I don't know if it's their highest in history, but I think it is. Um, Pride of Missouri State is currently ranked second. And Lavoute from St. Louis is currently sixth. Super, mm-hmm. super excited for them. Uh, I also love to see that Vox has Vox won before. I know they're ranked first right now. Um, they used to be in World, and then they yeah. went down to Open. I don't know, but I did see them live. Super good show, Ooh. love it. If you guys haven't seen it yet, it's about um, a woman who who kills her husbands for their money. Oh, oh my god, husband. it is sickening. <laughs> yeah. They like they have the. The wedding and everything. Oh my gosh, you have to go see it. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that. It. It's the, but it's the, um, it's from the haunted mansion. Yeah, I think that, so. I, I was just listening. It was so good. <laughs> it's good. It's, yeah, she's Hathaway. one of the characters. Yeah, I think the, it's, it's the, uh, the oh, bright yeah. hatchaway of the haunted mansion. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's yeah. her name. Um, and then some other groups who have an independent open, we have Etude Pegasus Origins, which are all the open class groups of world-class groups. Yeah. So amazing. I, don't know, I have no idea how they choose who goes in open in world. And I don't want to get into this because it must be really hard, but I, Etude in particular that I've watched, I, those are world-class members or they made them by the end of the season, but it's a really good show. Um, it's like a love letter. I, mean, I hope I'm not mistaken with, Pegasus. Uh, no, I think it too is the one. And they're doing like a just a love letter and they have sheets that open up on the field. And But the members are so well trained. It's <laughs> oh, And then um, one group that we talked about earlier, we have MBI, who is doing mm-hmm. the It Show. They are currently ranked 17th in Independent Open. So you guys should also watch them as well. They, they have been absolutely all over social media so if you guys have seen this they're doing the it show so it's they have like this full face clown makeup with like oh yeah like bald cap wigs and everything oh my gosh and they are so deadpan for like the whole thing (laughs) it creeps me out as somebody who hates clowns but it's amazing (laughs) open class is really really strong this year all together so as the A class is a bloodbath because there's so many of them, the open class is going to be really hard to, I have no idea who's going to be in the top uh, 15. I mean, third legend is ranked 15th right now. They have a really good show, really different than what they've done the prior past years. Sup hats who made finals for the first time last year in open class for so many years and they so well deserved. And they're usually trained really, really well in equipment. They're in 17th. And like you said, MBI that everyone knows, and 17th it's just groups that usually i think would be in the top 15 so it's mainline have a great show and they're in 11th so no idea how that's going to play off Uh, i want to throw out a shout out to state of art in uh that's the the michigan state color guard and they're in 22nd right now so looking forward to seeing how they do too i just it's that's one of those groups that i'm like always Mm -hmm. looking out for so Mm -hmm. throwing that in there (laughs) let's um 
so cool that colleges have winter guards. I, I mean, you see the independent groups that aren't affiliated with schools, but how cool to go to college and you think you've put band behind you and guard behind you and you get to be a part of an organization that yes. is so good. They're ranked in the top groups, you know, in the, it's just so cool to think about doing that in college. I just, it's just another opportunity for students when they graduate high school to continue in an activity that they love. And, and I just think that's just so cool. And then I, I actually just want to say to people, like, if you are thinking about choosing a college based on their color guard, please don't be afraid to do that. Because like myself, I kind of looked at color guard as like this side thing that I did like, oh, that's just a hobby or whatever. And then when I got to college, I went to a college based on like the degree program that I wanted to do and it had nothing to do. And I could have done the same degree program as I was doing, but at a college where there was like a really amazing color guard and, you know, I didn't. So it's like, just go, go chase your dreams and uh, go chase your dreams on this next rep because we're gonna take a little break and then we'll come right back to our water break. Hey, this is Christine Ream. And Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. Hey everyone, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts, here from the Marching Roundtable Podcast. I gotta tell you, this week's podcast, I think you'll really enjoy it. It's called Trusting Your Gut in the Creative Process. Jessica Slaybaugh talks with Zachary Barber, and they do it in the context of creating a winter guard show. But it's all about kind of figuring out if things are going well when you're putting your show together, when to know when to pivot, maybe make some changes. I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Next week on Monday, April 10th, Matt James is here as part of our series on three things I wish I'd known when I first started teaching. Matt James, of course, was the director of bands at Lawrence Central High School and had those wonderful shows and wonderful bands for so many years. I'm sure that you'll be interested in hearing what he has to say, advice for you as you're doing your own teaching, especially if maybe you're early in your career. And then the week after, on Monday, April 17th, well, I gotta tell you, you can't always have a great podcast. I had a hard time finding a guest, so I'm gonna be talking with this group from this new podcast called On a Water Break. You know, it may not be our best episode ever, but I think you'll enjoy hearing from uh, some of the hosts. They seem to have thousands of them, but anyway, some of the hosts are on that to talk about how they put the podcast together and the lessons they've learned as they've started the process. So make a note, April 17th, a group from On the Water Break. And enjoy the podcast we have out now. And remember, you can find over 1,100 podcasts at our website at marchingroundtable.com. Hope that you'll go and listen and learn. All right, come back over here for the water break. Look, I didn't even have to 
tell them to grab their water bottles this time. Good job, guys. Have a seat. It's time to dive into our world-class predictions here. Let's start with Scholastic World. What do you got for these rankings? Yeah, thankfully, oh it's not a gulp and go or a splash and dash because we got a lot to talk about right now. We have Scholastic <laughs> World. Top three right now is Tarpon Springs, Carmel High School, and Avon. All of them have cool shows. Oh, my God. Tarpon Springs is doing Origin of Cool. Carmel's doing um, Lean on Me, which is piano jazz. And then Avon mm-hmm. is doing... Um, what are they doing? Oh, they're doing the spy okay. show. They're doing Jane. Yeah. They're doing Jane Bond, Bond this year. Bond. Oh my gosh, so cool! And then of course, um, right behind them we have Woodlands, Miamisburg, Arcadia. I saw Arcadia. They're doing a cool like Jupiter like space show. Yeah. Northview, Stoneman Douglas, West Broward, and then in tenth place right now we have Kiski Area High School, which they won open class last year. So seeing them do well right now in world class is super exciting. Oh, and Cindy, I know you've been like gushing about the Woodlands all season. I have. I don't think they're fourth place group, but but I will defer to the the standing people that that make these kind of rankings. I, I've got Woodlands. I don't know. I think they're going to give Tarpon a run for their money. I know Carmel's up there. Carpon could surprise us all and take first. But my current first place group would be Tarpon Springs. I mean, and you guys, you know what I really love about that show is the fact they bring in some of their high school band members and not, and to play some jazz parts yes. of that show. But, but not only do they play their instruments, they're breaking it down on the floor and doing some cool. I'm like, how do they get these kids there? They can, they can literally do it all. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of these trombone players throw his trombone down, pick up a <laughs> rifle and, and throw a six or seven. I mean, I really wouldn't be shocked at all if, if we saw that from them. I do think Tarpon's probably going to run away with it, but I could be wrong. But it's really the Woodlands, I feel, is a little underrated. And I really, I know that show, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And it's a little it's not at all like what they did last year. Everybody was so on board with the doors and everybody loves that music. The music this year is, is weird. And the show is weird. It's about moving of all things, but wow, can they move and, and their stunts and tricks are just uh, fantastic. And I just love the fact that, that right now they're ranked number four because I really think they're going to be moving up. So I know that's the Texan in me, but um I hope that I, I prove right. <laughs> I, I, I don't have to say. Many, I don't know how many world class, how many of them are going to go? Because there are like 21 on the rankings right now or something like that. Yeah, 21, probably like around 25 because I think some of these are doubles. Because I think in world ranking. class, in classic world, the top three is always kind of, I mean, it's hard to move Tarpon, Carmel, and Avon out of the top three in our minds at least. Um I think my oh, now sure. people know that Avon is my favorite because I'm a color guard geek and I see all little um, winks to the past of James Bonds. Of uh, I do love that show. Yeah. But I think they're really interesting groups that are really strong. And I, I've seen uh, Cleveland High School, which are ranked like 12th, 13th uh, right now. Yeah. And I mean, they're, hi- they're high schoolers doing like a six with a front cartwheel, uh, like really stuff that I'm like, and you're, they're 12. Like why and how and I I need a seminar on how to train members like this because that's unbelievable and they do a math show and 
again, geek for math. <laughs> so it's really interesting. So like they're going to go really early on on Saturday night. Am I right? Yeah, Saturday night. So I think it's going to be a good show from like the 15th all the way to the first oh, yeah. world Saturday. I was really excited about uh, Carmel's show, Lean On Me. They kind of have that like jazzy blues thing going on too, which, yeah. you know, Tarpon is doing the the origin of cool. So it's kind of like the theme this year. But one of the things that I think is amazing and set Tarpon above everybody else, and I think is probably going to have Tarpon above Carmel when we get down to it, is that Carmel has this giant piano on the floor. And mm. yet... They don't have anyone playing piano. I feel like it would be if you could find someone who could play it and like yeah. play the music instead of having a soundtrack, it would be so easy to just set up. Okay, here's a trap set of drums. And uh, here, let's hand somebody a tambourine and then have someone playing piano. And Because that's I'm pretty sure that's all that's in their soundtrack is those three instruments. So yeah. how amazing would that be to see live? And here you've got Tarpon, who's actually got band members out on the field. I, I think I think Carmel's show is probably my favorite written show of all of these as of right now. But I think Tarpon's got them just because of that live music situation. Yeah. It really contributes to the G. I think I have seen one piano, like a live piano before. I think it was Arcadia, maybe like seven or eight years ago, but imagine moving a piano down that (laughs) tunnel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No way. Mm -mm. Even if like I had a helicopter and all the money in the world, I was like, let's, I don't know. I don't know how Arcadia did it that year. They had a live piano. It was insane. But, um, I wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that tunnel. I, I, okay. Can we pause and talk about the tunnel for a second? Because I going into my first WGI last year, I did not understand what people were talking about with the tunnel. It is literally a tunnel that goes into the ground. You're going down at like a 45 degree angle to get to the performance area in UD arena. And then at the end, you have to go back up that tunnel after doing your entire show and you're (laughs) breathing hard and you're exhausted. And then you don't get your water and orange slices until you get to the top of that ramp. So (laughs) it's, that's intense. It's also crazy how it's, it's a pretty wide tunnel, but when you're pushing two groups in opposite directions with props, And a floor, oh. like it's just a little bit of chaos. <laughs> even at the oh, top yes. of the tunnel, like the space at the top of the tunnel is not that big. And then in world class, they have like airplanes and pianos and stuff. There's yeah. no room for an orange slice. Like I don't, <laughs> it's completely nuts. And when, when last time I made finals and even when I was a member, if a member is injured, I'm like, no, you're injured at the top of the tunnel. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 you're dealing with yourself. And at the top, I will carry you on my shoulders. But d- down the tunnel, you're not hurt, honey. You're getting up there because we have the tarp and the field. And oh, my God. it's Yeah, the show is not done until until you're at the top. Or actually, <laughs> until you're outside. Because, uh, yeah. Yep, no, yeah, yep, this thing. is very true. <laughs> but another thing about um, Scholastic World 2 that I want to say is that Kiski area, who's ranked 10th right now, Mm-hmm. Kiski Cleveland and Moen Jean Johnson, they're all from open class last year. So seeing them oh, yeah. in the world class rankings for this year, you know, one year later, it's really hard again to jump from open to world because you take that color guard formula and you kind of throw it out the window. Like you have to yep. really, you know, surprise mm-hmm. the judges with the layering. And it's not about having that one soloist anymore. It's about having 
everyone be a soloist almost. Yeah. Like you really have to showcase the talents of everybody on the color guard. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The world-class sheets are just such a different animal from anything that comes before it. And Mo and Jean Johnson, this is only their uh, fourth or fifth year in existence as a school. So the fact that they are already ranked a world-class guard and they're this good as a brand new school. I think last year was their first graduating senior class and they were open class last year and did incredible. And now and they're, they're 15. world class. And uh, this, I, I'm impressed. I mean, uh, it's amazing that these little younger, so they're doing something right. And, and that's where we need courses, I think, to teach instructors. Obviously, there are some secrets to teaching these kiddos how to do these <laughs> tricks and teach them quick. You know, you've only got two years to learn how to throw a 10. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> and so we, we need more of those kinds of classes out there available. <laughs> no, yeah, right. I, I think. Uh, going into independent world, um, like the secret to world class is that you just have to know the design. And I remember I was taking a few of the judging courses for WGI Certify. Um, They're like, you know, you want to encourage and nurture in open class, but world class, the judges have to learn something from Mm -hmm. the world class teams because Mm -hmm. it's just on another level. And um, we got these rankings right here. Uh, Read them out, Jackie. (laughs) Uh, for Blessed Sacrament is in first place at the moment and tied with Paramount. Uh, and then we have Pride of Cincinnati. Fusion is in fourth. Onyx is in fifth. I, I'm i super excited to see Blessed Sacrament on top of things because I don't know that they've been. No, um, they've been in the top. I, I don't know that they've been the top placement for years now. I hear you guys talking about SAC. How convenient, because I actually just got to do a performer spotlight interview with Amber Paget from the SAC World Guard. She's also a member of the Boston Crusaders, and she had a lot of interesting things to talk about. It was a great performer spotlight. You should go check it out. It's uploaded right here on the same channel as on a water break. I promise you won't regret it. Let's reset. They were and seriously they think, one of my faves. <laughs> yeah, the 20... 20- what is it, the year that everything shut down? 2020, is that it? Yes. That that show, I think, would have gone top three easily. So it's yeah. really fun for them to see um, to see them up top. But that, like I said, the top three of Scholastic World is kind of settled in our minds. Top 15 for world-class independent is kind of settled in our minds. So it's really interesting to see new players or different rankings in there. Um and I think also it's kind of all over the map, like Blessed Sacrament, uh, Fusion, uh, Amp, if we go down a little bit, not down, but, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, they're 11th. Yeah, they're doing 11th. regionals together. Oh, yeah, 11th. With, <laughs> yeah. But they're doing re- regionals together. So those scores can kind of be like, okay, maybe that's going to happen. And then you have Paramount who goes on other regional, Pride and Onyx, who mm-hmm. like they cross paths. Mm. So it's really all over the place as far as what regionals put them in the rank in those rankings. I think we're going to see a lot of movement in there. Um, my favorite is Onyx, so I think they're going to be first. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, I love Pride of Cincinnati. Also, I think there is, um, and I'm kind of biased because I have one of my one of my kids marching there and she's, you know, but, um, but I think it's really interesting. The music they're using when you hear people recording with their phones, 
is really different than the music that you hear live. And last regional uh, flow marching was plugged directly to the music. So you could hear a lot of layerings in that music that usually you don't hear. So it's really, really interesting um, as far as pride. And to see Fusion that high, like they've made finals for the first time last year. They're in the top four. I don't know if, where they're going to end up at the, but they're going to make finals. They have a new style. They have a new, I don't want to say new design team, but they have new people in the design team. Their Regular, show is Regular so Lola. fun. It's so fun. It's just, and it's such a deserving group of staff. They are really just nice people that have a, one of the healthiest environments in the gym. So to see it's them It's mostly there, people from like the blue coats, right? Uh, it's the people, the people from the blue coats, uh, joined the team this year, but it's okay. a fusion drum corps that became a color guard. I don't know what year, but they started gotcha. in open class, I think, and moved mm-hmm. up in in world class really, really quickly, and made finals for the first time last year. And then this year they did a collaboration. They yeah, they're with Blue Coats as far as design. Awesome. I I just remember their show was so fun. And and one of the things I really have enjoyed about watching all of these world class groups this year is. I feel like we've kind of pared things down back to classic color guard. Paul, you were saying this earlier that it's like, it's really about like what's clean and what's beautiful and what has good technique and also tells the story without all of the crazy extra stuff. So there's not like tons of backdrops and there's not like all these crazy props out on the floor. You have people on the floor with flags, rifles and sabers. And then we've got like with pride and then with fusion also you got like these box props that they're getting up and down on to change levels. But like, I love that we're kind of getting back and pulling back to this classic color guard way of doing things. Well, you know, having said that on Onyx, you know, they're doing that show about, I think it's called Tarantella. And what are the chances you guys are talking about Onyx turns out over in some of the bonus content that I've been doing for the show. I have a performer spotlight interview with Kaya Rowe. She's a member of Onyx. She's been marching there for three years, along with a lot of other ensembles, uh, many of which I was a part of. We've been friends for a while now. It was a fun interview. You get to hear a lot about the show, hear a lot about some other shows going way back into history that she's a big fan of. Um, it's a good interview. You don't want to miss it. Go check it out. Let's reset. And it, it's about tarantulas, so you would expect the floor to look more like what we saw. Um, was it Shenandoah that's that's doing it? Right. But no, you you get the spider idea from how they move their bodies. Yeah, and they're just in black, and the way. And so, like you said, it's more basic color guard winter guard that we're seeing and at first i was like tarantella what mm-hmm. on earth is that and then when they were moving around on the floor i was like oh my goodness that's spiders they're spiders and yes. and i got that from their movement you know they they can tell the story that way and, and so i don't know i just thought that was really neat yeah i talked about onyx in the one of the last podcasts maybe two two past best ago Carantella is a, a folklore dance italian folklore dance but you're totally right it's about a woman that gets bitten by a spider so that's why you see mm. so many spider movement and okay. you know staging and i think jackie you're so right about being a little bit more um simplistic in the scenography and what you see and i think that's a money thing i think in the past two years we don't have the same type of money we had four years ago mm-hmm. and and that's nice to see a little bit of this i think Blessed Sacrament, from what I've seen, Blessed Sacrament, Onyx, um, even Paramount is a little, they're not doing like an easy recipe to see. Like uh, Blessed Sacrament, they're doing what they've been doing, which is kind of 
I play with my people and then I stand and look my other members perform and, mm-hmm. and it's just a different type of thing of doing things. And then you have those groups that are doing more of like really color guard, classic color guard. Then you have amp that even with no money, they pull out like everything. But I mean, Matt Hurley knows how to, knows how to push a, a buck to the maximum. Um, so yeah. And then you see like Lexus in 19th and we all think Lexus is always making finals. So I can, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think some of the groups on this list this year. So I think more of the fun groups I've seen that you, if you want to see this year are would be, well, UCF is doing like a fun um, tower show. We have Fusion doing like a fun jazz show with music. Amp is doing an Alice in Wonderland. Tampa Independent, new to world class this year, is doing a beautiful color guard show. So they have music by Cody Fry with this orchestral. They have two flag features at the beginning and the end. Yeah. And a rainbow flag feature. So that'd be cool to see. And then um, Fantasia is coming out again with their 2020 uh, show. So they're doing mm-hmm. that house show. Um, it's a beautiful show this year. They have these huge like house props that build the home um, mm-hmm. by the end of the program. But um, a lot of these groups are really exciting to see, uh, especially just in world class. Because again, you know, it's world class and you got to throw that formula out the window. You got to do whatever you can. <laughs> All the uh, you can get. And one of the things that I was also really excited about, um, of course, is Pride. A lot of my friends are marching there that I've known. I've learned some of their work this year because they have some cool features, especially with the opening rifle segment where they pass a rifle among the first six rifle members mm-hmm. into this ensemble toss. So seeing that um, this year is going to be really exciting as well. I just have to say a shout out to the athleticism of these performers. And I know it keeps getting more and more and more athletic each year, but some Mm. of the stuff that they're doing, you know, they, they have to be practicing on their own. They have to be going to a gym on their own. Just, you know, I'm sure these guards have got training programs in place, but the, the amount of, you know, personal discipline to keep your physical fitness up so that you can accomplish these shows that are happening at the world-class level are just, it's an, it's insane. I mean, I mean, we're talking, there's, we have gymnasts out there on the floor, you oh, know, yeah. we, we always talk about good dance technique and what have you, but there are people out there who are basically gymnasts doing some of this stuff and the lifts and the, everything that's going on. It's, um, it's amazing. I am so glad to see everything kind of going in that direction. And like I said, personal responsibility has got to be, a huge part of this. So anybody thinking about doing world class, if you're in a lower class or you're in your, your high school guard or whatever, and you're like, I want to march world class one day, like that's where this is going. And that's what you need to be focusing on. Yeah. And I think all tell us a secret, but they're doing it winter and summer and winter and summer, and they don't seem mm-hmm. broken, but yes. then you talk to them and they are, but like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, you know, to go from open to world-class, a lot of those performers you see in open class anyways make it to world-class because you can see their skill level. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're missing a, the nuance of dance and movement. That's a mm-hmm. really big part of world-class. But mm-hmm. when you get to world-class, like I think the, the easiest way you can delineate what makes them different is sort of the underbody of everything. So mm-hmm. under a typical toss, let's say it's a six, it's typical now to do double turns and in open class. But in world class, that double turn needs to have body with it. You can't just do a double turn. It needs to be a double turn with arms, a double turn with, uh, I think Paramount has one. It's a double turn, but the second one is an attitude with arms up. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Pride has one where it's a single turn, 
but you do a back bend underneath facing the back and then you turn oh, out yeah. of it to catch, yeah. right? It's not <laughs> enough to do like walkovers, somersaults. Those are, you'll see those all over one class, but to see single turns be turned into something else. I think another one that Paramount has is it's uh, six, you go on your knee and you do a knee spin yes. with an arm, extend your leg, and then you stand <laughs> back up and catch. Yes. And it's a single turn, but to put the amount of body into world-class, like you really need to make sure that your movement game is up there. So being able to not just do a single turn or a double turn or even a triple turn, um, Davis Kearns and Onyx is doing that this year. Um, you got to up your movement for world-class and that that's really exciting to see. Yeah, and I'm glad you're talking about Paramount because this, I, I've always liked Paramount as far as choreography, but this year the movement is so... I don't know. It's really interesting. Everything they do under tosses is something, like you said, that we've not, something that we know that we can reference to, but moved completely differently. And yet again, same way done the same way from a member to another, like I, Paramount is really going to be fun to look at, especially if you're like a choreography geek, like it's very fun. Yeah. And I, I want to say like the best advice for anybody that does want to march world class, obviously you work on your movement. That's something you can get from online and just practicing and looking at your mm -hmm. videoing. But if you can learn segments of shows from world class, which is what I like to do, I like mm -hmm. to literally just look at my equipment and see like, oh, they're doing that weird. Um, I think Pride is doing, it's a blade quad. It's not that hard, but they're doing a blade quad, turn <laughs> under the, catch under the leg, pull up into flat. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something... You really just got to up the body quality. So if you can learn that stuff, like you'll be on the right track. Well, I think you've hit on what it takes to get these guards to world-class level. We need to be going into these gymnastics gyms, these six and seven-year-olds that are taking gymnastics, and we need to be showing them what they can do with equipment and oh, generating sure. interest with these little gymnasts and same with the little dance schools because what we tend to do now is we take kiddos in color guard and we teach them dance and and move i think we need to be going and getting them at these studios where they're already training and saying hey look here's something else you can do while you're doing that back walk over and the double flip well look let's do this at the same time and and so maybe that's the secret it's crazy <laughs> well thanks everybody for a great rehearsal this week thank you to our hosts cindy paul and cynthia i how do we find you guys on social media you know you can find me on instagram at leander mama i'm always there and then you can find me on instagram and youtube and Snapchat at Paul Scripts. Oh, also on TikTok. I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> Wait, how do you how do you spell that one, Paul? At Paul P A U L Script, like writing S C R I P T. I definitely that is not even what I was thinking it would be. <laughs> Paul Script, got it. And Cynthia, you can find me on Instagram at Cynthia Burn, <laughs> Cynthia, and then my the beginning of my last name B E R N. But I'm an oldie, so you can. Friend me on Facebook and I'll gladly talk to you about Color Guard. I'm a geek. Beautiful. Uh, next week, we have percussion predictions with Steven and Tom. They're going to be completely taking over the show and turning it into an all-out percussion extravaganza. So do not miss that. Go subscribe, write us a review, and share this with a friend. We will see you at the next rehearsal on a water break. Oh, and hey, don't forget to follow us on social media at on a water break, all one word, and we'll see you there. Bye.